What it do, fantasy football degenerates. We are back with another front page football podcast on August 15th, 2020. This is your host, Eric Tatum, and I'm joined today by front page member Joey Tao. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at frontpage underscore FF. Today's topic will be the Kansas City Chiefs team preview. Let's start off with some classic trivia questions. Joe, what do you have for us? Yeah, thanks, Eric. Kind of uh, interesting pods. Just uh, two uh, two members of the crew this time around. Just you and I. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully, we can uh, handle it just ourselves. But uh, got two trivia questions. First one up: Patrick Mahomes was drafted in t- the 2017 NFL Draft by the Kansas City Chiefs. He was selected 10th overall. What quarterback was selected before him in that draft? Ooh, um, I'm pretty sure it was Mitchell Trubisky. Yes, it right? was. Okay. <laughs> the truth, Bisky himself. The yeah. Bears traded up to get Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, trade up one pick to get him with the 49ers. And um, the Bears and the Chiefs have taken very different turns in their franchise since they yeah. had uh, Deshaun Watson was also part of that class, right? He was. He was actually yeah. selected right after Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, sad. Uh, Sad times for the Bears. Yeah, it's ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Second question. Nicole Hardman, or how many players on the Chiefs last year had more receptions than Nicole Hardman? We're talking running backs, receivers, and tight ends. So Travis Kelsey, for sure. Sammy Watkins. um, Tyreek Hill. And then I think... That uh, it's another receiver like Demarcus Robinson. Is that his name? Yep. Those four. Maybe one more. I'm just gonna stick with those four. It was actually six. Oh. Six players had more receptions than Miko Hardman. It was the four you mentioned, and then it was uh, Damian Williams and Shady McCoy. Miko Hardman only had 26 receptions despite playing. I believe he played all 16 games. Yeah, he did. Uh, that's ugly <laughs> yeah yeah kind of that one kind of shocked me when i looked that up so i thought that was a good trivia question wow <laughs> wow all right well that wraps it up for uh, trivia we'll get into the chiefs preview now kansas city chiefs your defending super bowl champs beat the 49ers in the super bowl last year this year their wins are at 11.5 Few key additions. First round pick, Clyde Edwards Alaire, running back. They also picked up DeAndre Washington, running back from the now Las Vegas Raiders. Departures, Damian Williams is leaving. He opted out. He is leaving behind 111 carries, 37 t- targets. And then LaShawn McCoy, he is leaving 101 carries and 34 targets. So let's get into the talk about quarterbacks and tight end. We'll start with Patrick Mahomes. Right now he's going as the first quarterback off the board, pick 17. So he's about mid-second round. I don't think we need to go into too much detail about his stats and performance. He's going to perform as a top-five quarterback if he stays healthy all 16 games. I think the main thing we really need to talk about is where we feel comfortable drafting him at. Right now in the second round, I absolutely do not feel comfortable drafting Patrick Mahomes at that price. 
we always talk about uh, value picks and picking a player at his ceiling just isn't what you want to do, especially at the quarterback position. Um, if he fell maybe to the fourth or fifth round, then I'm comfortable taking someone like a Patrick Mahomes at that spot. But in the second round, I'm, I'm not touching him. Um, what are your thoughts on Patrick Mahomes, Joe? Yeah, I completely agree with you, Eric. Uh, I love Patty Mahomes. You know, I think we all think that he's the best quarterback in the league. We all have him ranked first overall, uh, QB1 at front page. It's just, he's just going too high. And I'm with you. I, I don't, wouldn't feel comfortable taking him until at least the early fourth round, I think. There's just so many players there that are available up until that point. You know, guys like Calvin Ridley. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, all guys are kind of going towards the end of the third round, early fourth. So it's just really hard to to take him over that. And honestly, we're not going to have to make that decision anyways because someone else is going to take him before we can. So it's pretty easy for us, but um, I think that our advice would be to just try not to draft too much Patrick Mahomes this year. Absolutely. Yeah. And as you said, like we won't have the problem with, you know, the choice of taking him because in most home leagues, you're going to have at least like one or two person in your league that's going to snag a quarterback first or second round. And usually when they do that, that's just not a winning recipe. Yes. The past two seasons, the championship team probably had Lamar Jackson or Patty Mahomes on the roster. But when they drafted these guys, they were drafting them super late they were breakout players so don't don't draft them at their ceiling all right let's move to travis kelsey this one will be a little bit more interesting so he's going tight end one off the board pick 14 uh front page football has him consensus number two behind george kittle he's going early second round it's pretty high for a tight end that's like gronk status jimmy graham status I get the the hype to drafting a tight end at that round. I still wouldn't consider drafting a tight end that high. I think if he fell to the third, I would take him. But I just don't see that happening. I see you're more likely to get George Kittle in the third. Uh, what do you think, Joe? Yeah. Again, uh, again, this is a pretty similar analysis to what we uh, just said on Patrick Mahomes. I. I'm, I think I'm a little bit more okay with taking these tight ends uh, at the end of the second round or even in earlier second round. I've kind of had quite a bit of shares of uh, Kelsey and Kittle this year. I, it's just you have to make that decision. You know, you're gonna, when you're taking these guys, you're giving up RB1s, wide receiver ones. Um, he, now, Kelsey is due for some TD regression this year. Last year, he only had five touchdowns on um, 136 targets and now it's good for like a three and a half percent TD rate and his average is like five and a half so he probably should have had another at least two touchdowns last year mm-hmm. so we can expect some TD regression which is going to be you know be huge and he already finished as tight end one last year so I don't think it's crazy to assume he's going to finish as a top two tight end this year and Honestly, there is a little bit of something to say that he may be the safest second-round pick you could make. 
now that I'm thinking, like, you know, I'm just thinking this through, um, which, which, I mean, like we've said in the past, you can't, you know, you, you don't want to miss on your early round picks. They're not going to win you your league, but you don't want to miss. So that's just kind of interesting. I, I don't see how Travis Kelsey could bust unless, you know, he gets hurt, obviously, where someone like, um, who else is going in there? Like Nick Chubb, for example, going in the second round. If Kareem Hunt starts taking, you know, a sizable share of his rush load, Nick Chubb's not going to be an RB1 easy. So I, I, I'm just making an example of, you know, we're, we don't expect anyone to take away from Travis Kelsey's opportunity. So just kind of interesting. Um, I, I'm kind of with you, though. It's, it's, it's tough to take them so early. I never really liked my team when I take a tight end early. Uh, so <laughs> with that being said, I, I feel like his cost is fair. It's just, it's tough to take that tight end early. Yeah. You, you made some, some valid points. Uh, the first one being he's kind of essentially bust proof, which that's nice. So if you do take him in the second round, you're, you know, he's a lock to finish as a top tight end. And just another benefit of doing that is you're not playing the, the streaming game. You can, you can just put him in at tight end, lock him in for every game until, until he has his bye week. And then the second point you make is if he fell to the late second round, I think if you were able to get him like back-to-back in that second to third round, that's a great spot for him. You can go running back first round. If you're at that spot, you're going running back. You're getting like a C-Mac, quads, or Zeke with your first pick. And then you can get... Kelsey, and then maybe another solid running back um, in that third round, and then just bust out wide receiver in the next like four rounds. And so I I think if he fell then, I would feel a lot more comfortable taking him. Um, But going at pick 14, that's, that's, that's a little high because you're not getting like a solid running back in the first round, or you're getting a wide out, and then you're going tight end. That's that's a no for me. If, if you're going to draft him, you have to go running back. You can't go wide receiver, then draft Kelsey. So I, I agree with you there. I I completely agree. So the main takeaway from quarterback and tight end position for the Chiefs is do not draft them too high. Okay, draft them at a value. Let them fall a little bit, and then then you can take them. Let's move on over to the running backs. This will be the big one. Uh, Joe, talk to us about the running back room at uh, in Kansas City. Yeah, so first let me just uh, shamelessly plug uh, an article I wrote on CEH a few weeks ago. So a lot of what I'm going to be saying is straight from this article. You could find it on front page. It's called uh, uh, Clyde Edwards-Elair, A Path to Upside, I believe. Um, anyways, what I'm going to I'm just going to be focusing on three points here, and Clyde Edwards Elair is currently going as RB13 and it that's from fantasy pros but I've seen him go consistently around RB6 to RB8 in a lot of best balls I'm doing right now so I think this uh is lagging a little bit it just hasn't caught up to the Damian Williams opt out news but anyways at front page I believe we have him right now at RB6 so we're pretty high on him uh 
and I, I myself included, I'm extremely high on him. I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be drafted outside of the first round. There's a few reasons why I think that. One is opportunity. Uh, second is we've uh, we've seen this before in this offense, and three is just the the offense in general. Um, opportunity, you know. Andy Reid is the guy who likes to use one running back when he has a running back that can can handle the workload. And last year we saw that when Damian Williams was healthy. He actually averaged over 77% of the snaps when he was healthy last year down the stretch. He started off kind of shaky, but when he became healthy, he he took control of that of that backfield. And we've actually seen a pretty similar scenario to this before. In Kareem Hunt's first season with Patrick Mahomes, he was having an incredible season. It was uh, 2018, and it was Hunt's second year in the league. And he was on pace for 1,700-plus uh, scrimmage yards and 20 touchdowns um, through 11 games before the Chiefs released him for off-the-field issues. And Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is someone who, you know, profiles similarly to, to Hunt. You know, he's a really good receiving back, and I think – now that's that's a, an incredible season. I don't think that's technically what we're what we're uh, thinking is going to happen. But I mean, we we've seen it before. We've seen Hunt do it. I think you know Ceh can can do something pretty similar. And uh, that year, Kareem Hunt would have been RB RB one or RB two. So uh, then that leads us to the offense. The offense is incredible. There's not a better offense in the NFL. Um, you you know Patrick Mahomes is the best QB in the league, and since he's been a starter for the Chiefs, the the Chiefs are first in total touchdowns, and they're actually seventh in total rushing touchdowns. They even though you'd think, you know Patrick Mahomes is the QB, he's only going to be throwing touchdowns. They're not going to be running touchdowns in. That's actually not true. They actually score quite a few rushing touchdowns, and I actually found a stat that although the Chiefs are extremely pass happy in, um, you know, just overall in general in every statistic, they actually get uh, somewhat run heavy in the red zone. They are, uh, when they're in the red zone, they actually pass on only 52% of plays. So they actually switch pretty aggressively to run in the red zone, which is, um, which is great for CEH. You know, that's that's kind of what you want to uh, draft a running back as. You want to draft a running back on a on a on a team that's going to be scoring a lot of touchdowns because you need you know you, you need a lot of touchdown equity in these running backs. So those are the main reasons I like him. Um, I'm taking them probably RB five, RB six. Um, so yeah, I I love this guy, and I I think there's a lot of upside here, even at his. Uh, his ADP, I think there's upside. What do you what do you think, Eric? I think all those are fair points. I I don't think he should he should uh, leave the first round. He definitely needs to be taken in the first round, and I I like him at you know that second tier of running backs. You were talking about how the Chiefs when they get into the red zone, they like to give the ball to the running backs to score the touchdowns. I heard a stat somewhere. I believe it was from Nick. Eric Colano, he's a fantasy analyst on YouTube. I watch his YouTube videos sometimes. And he said that the Chiefs running backs with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback average 1.2 touchdowns a game. So that's just 
running backs in general. That's just running backs yeah. in general. So it's not necessarily, you know, CEH didn't get that touchdown, but averaging one running back touchdown a game is you can like almost guarantee a double digit game from CEH. A touchdown, 40 yards, that's all he needs. And so I think, I think he's a safe bet. I've been looking up at some, you know, articles from, from training camp and he's already working in with the first team, getting a lot of reps, getting high praise from coaches. I know it's just coach talk, but they say he's, he's working his butt off and he's, he's getting a lot of the first team reps. They spent high draft equity on him. So they're going to use him. And it's not like running back is, is a hard position to transition from college to the NFL. You know, he can, he can, they can just kind of plug and play him. You know, we, we saw, Learning a playbook isn't isn't a huge deal. Kenyon Drake gets traded halfway through the season, and he starts performing as the RB four with the Cardinals. Crazy. While he's learning the playbook, you know, he didn't even have an off season or training camp to go through. So it's not like there's a time where they need to learn the playbook that that much. He can he can plug and play. I feel like, and the offense is great. That's what you look for for running back. So. I, I don't see you missing with taking him in the first round. I think the hardest decision comes with is are you going to take him over some of those tier two running backs like yeah. Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, and maybe Joe Mixon. So which of those running backs would you take over CEH? Yeah, that's it's a really tough question. It's a good one because I have him ranked six in our rankings, right? And mm-hmm. I just completed a draft and I had the fourth overall pick and I, and I took him, I took CEH over, um, you know, it went, it went chalk. So I took him over, uh, Kamara, Dalvin cook. Um, and obviously, obviously Joe Mixon. I, I don't feel comfortable moving him up, uh, ahead of Dalvin cook and Kamara in my rankings, but I guess I just haven't had a ton of CEH exposure. So I thought, you know, I'm just going to go for it. I I think he's right there. I I think he's, you know, like you said, he's right in those tier two running backs. And the reason is because he's going to just score so many touchdowns. I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to say one more thing on this running back. Then I'm going to ask you a question on this one more time, Eric, and then we can move on. Um, also, we just have to, you know, mention that Damian Williams opted out. And there is, like, n- not much competition there. So the only other competition there is DeAndre Washington, who they signed for a, a league minimum minimum deal, $1 million bucks. So they don't have a lot of invested in, in DeAndre Washington. They have a ton invested in CEH. So I will say it's probably a good idea to target DeAndre Washington now in, you know, last rounds of drafts. Because if something were to happen, then this guy is going to be, I mean, I would say an RB2 easily in, in weekly, in weekly, um, weekly rankings. Uh, he, and he was actually pretty good last year when he started for the Raiders. But I don't really want to get too much into him. Uh, Eric, I think this opportunity is so good. It doesn't even matter if CEH is, is like really good. I think like he's just the only guy there. He's in the best offense. He could even be average, and I feel like he's going to be a pretty good hit. I didn't watch a ton of college football last year. Did you watch a few LSU games, and do you have any comment on just the overall skill level of CEH? Because I know you're a little bit more of a college guy than me. Yeah, I, I didn't watch too many of the LSU games. I was kind of engulfed in my own 
uh, high school season, but he, 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 they drafted him because of his pass catching ability as well. He, they put him in the slot and he would run some routes Burrow would throw to him, him in the slot. Joe Burrow said he was the best college football player that he's played with. High praise. So, and Joe Burrow is on Ohio State, produces a lot of good football players, and the you know one of the best college teams ever, LSU. So it's not like he's he's some sort of like slappy running back. Like he's good. He's got a skill set, and I like what you said that he he doesn't have to be super good to put up fantasy numbers just because of the volume he's going to get and the offense he's on, right? If if he was on a on a worse offense, you know, like the Bears, then I would understand, okay, he's going to have to perform a little bit better. But he, he's on a great offense. He, he, he's not going to see a loaded box probably ever. Teams are going to yeah. be more worried about stopping Tyree Kill down the field, Travis Kelsey, Patty Mahomes. He's, what, fourth on on the defense's mind. So, yeah. you, you know, he's – He's going to get some good volume. He's on a good offense. He's just – the situation can't be, can't be beat. Uh, I agree. I, I just – yeah, I think if, if the Chiefs took, like, DeAndre Swift over TEH, I think we'd be having the exact same conversation, except just about Swift. So it's just yeah. amazing. Yeah, I think that wraps up running backs. I guess quick thing, we didn't really talk about DeAndre Washington. Take him with – you could take him with your, like, last pick. He's going undrafted right now. So if he's available, as you, you know, your last two picks, why not throw a dart on him? If CH goes down, he steps into the role. And then you also have the worries with, with COVID. You never know if CH could, you know, get COVID for a week or two, and then you could have a running back that you could plug in for those two weeks. So why not, why not just take a shot at him? Yeah, Eric, uh, I like, uh, I like DeAndre Washington too. You know, he, he started three games last year and he was actually pretty good. He's also a really good pass catching back. So um, I think he's probably one of the more, uh, he has a better upside than a lot of other running backs going late. So I I've actually been targeting him quite a bit and I think it would be wise to do so. All right, let's move on to the wide receivers. So the wide receivers uh, that are being drafted right now, Tyreek Hill, he's going as wide receiver number three, pick 10. So he's been moving up the ADP. Then we've got Sammy Watkins. He's wide receiver 53, pick 145. And then Nicole Hardman, wide receiver 51, pick 139. I don't think we have really much to say about these guys as well as quarterbacks and tight ends. I think we all believe Tyreek Hill is going to perform. The only, you know, concern with him is he's a, he's a small wide receiver. He might be a little bit more prone to injury. He missed, I believe it was five games last year, and then he was active for a game, and he, he didn't play, put up a, a goose egg. So that might be the only concern with Tyreek Hill. At wide receiver three, I don't think I would take him as the third wide receiver. I'm I'm going Julio. I Julio just more safer in my opinion. I would take Tyreek as the fourth wide receiver off the board, but I guess that's you know just your personal preference. Do you have anything to say on on Tyreek? 
Yeah, I really don't have much to add there. I, I agree with your analysis there. I don't think I would take him at number three either. I think it's personal preference though. You know, between three and four, I think there's a pretty clear top five. So uh, I, I don't have really much to add there. It's just your draft strategy or maybe your placement in the snake, depending if you're going to get him. I mean, I'm trying to hit running back first round. So uh, I guess we could do a this or that with him and running backs. Um, so that's fair. Would you take Tyree Kill over Joe Mixon? I would take Joe Mixon. What about Kenyon Drake? I would take Drake. Nick Chubb. Interesting. I think this is where it starts to get interesting. I would, mm, I would still take Chubb. All right. Like what him. about Austin Eckler? I think I would take Tyreek Hill there. Okay. Josh Jacobs? I think I'd take Tyreek Hill. Okay. I, I think I would agree with you there, yeah. I'd probably go Tyreek there. So we have him like probably 12 to 15 or 12 to 16. 12 to 16, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah about 12 to 16. So, yeah, I think just it's your preference on if you go running back wide receiver. I would personally probably try and go running back – depending who it is, but if you go zero wide receiver strategy, then you could snag like a Julio and a Tyreek and then hit running back later. But the other two guys, Nicole Hardman, Sammy Watkins, they're both going really late. So if you want to use a late round draft pick on them, why not? I absolutely wouldn't reach for either of them. I would take them, you know, with my last like three picks in the draft, uh, their points per game last year, both of them were under 10. Sammy Watkins had a nice, ex, you know, boom week, week one. And then Tyreek was hurt after that. And we thought, okay, maybe, maybe Sammy will be, you know, the wide out one and put up numbers. And he didn't do anything when Tyreek was hurt. He, he had that one game week one in our league. It was 50.3 points. Yeah, he never went double digits again rest of the season. So <laughs> very, very disappointing. I believe you had Sammy on your team, right? I did have Sammy. I the week one, he was on my bench and I see this guy throw up fifty points in our in our league. And and then I spent the next like eight weeks starting this guy in my lineup in just duds. I mean, if if last if last year he couldn't do it, then I don't know if he can ever do it. You know, it's perfect situation, best quarterback in the league, clear wide receiver one, and he just threw up duds week after week. I I don't trust the guy. Yeah, I I I wouldn't either. He's he's getting older too. So if I had to choose between these two, I'm I'm going with Cole. I know he had. You know, he didn't have a lot of receptions. He didn't have many targets, but he did have a couple boom weeks. Um, he's a speedster, kind of like Tyreek. He, I, I don't know what his 40 was, but he was one of the fastest wideouts coming out um, in that draft. And he put, he did put up multiple weeks with um, double-digit points. So it looks like he was efficient with the, you know, small usage he got. He was a, he was a rookie last year. Um, so we should see some improvement this year. 
And then if Tyreek did go down, I feel like Nicole Hardman would just, you know, go right into into that Tyreek Hill position. You're getting him at the same price as Sammy. It's literally, you know, you're spending nothing on him. So why not take a shot at that point in the draft? Tyree gets hurt, COVID concerns. You've got you've got Nicole there who could be a, a boom or bust for you. You have anything to say on Nicole? Yeah, Eric. I uh you know, just to jump in there on what you said, his he did have a pretty impressive forty. He ran a four three three forty, which is uh which was ninety ninth percentile for his uh his for his wide receiver class. Um he's extremely fast i think you're totally right i think he is tyree kills backup and if tyree kill were to miss time he would just plug in right there i just i I, i'm a little worried about just targets in general i almost feel like he's more of a a handcuff wide receiver you know last year in 13 games with both hill and watkins healthy he only averaged or he he only had 18 targets in those 13 games but you're totally right. He was super efficient. Um, he had a, a lead or a league leading 20 yards per catch, which is nuts. He had six touchdowns on those uh, 26 receptions that I mentioned earlier at the beginning of the podcast. So that's really impressive. Super efficient. But I, I'm just kind of out on anyone in that receiving group not named Tyreek. I just... I just I feel like there's I'd rather have other options that's late, but that's just my preference. Yeah, yeah, that's totally understandable too. Um, kind of reminds me of a of a cheap man's AJ Brown, where he's getting a lot of you know deep deep targets, and those are just kind of hit and miss. I don't I don't think he's really that much of a fantasy relevant option. He's good for the Chiefs football team. Because it's just another another body on there that can stretch the field, but fantasy wise, um, until he really shows consistency, he's you're not you don't want to spend too much on him. Agreed. So that wraps up our Kansas City Chiefs team preview. Thank you for listening, and tune in next episode as we break down the Las Vegas Raiders. Cheers. Thank you.